Hello, I'm Martina. I've just discovered Stroop Waffle in Amsterdam and I love my new air fryers. Hello everyone, I'm Valeria. I believe the blood oranges are underrated and I've just eaten my body weight in jam this morning. Hello, hello and welcome back everyone to another episode of At My Table. It's now episode three. Yeah, that's true. How are you, Valeria? Well, I have a cold, as people might hear. I hope <laughs> not. So I'm, I'm living off Lemsips at the moment. Fantastic. <laughs> it's all my office fault, I'd like to say, because it's been going around in the office and I thought I had survived it just before heading back to Italy and I did not, in fact. How are you? Uh, who knows if your office colleagues uh, listen to this. And <laughs> I think some do, so I hope they know that they've been almost named and shamed. How are you? And good, thank you. I've just came back from Amsterdam. It was really nice. Paris the other week, Amsterdam <laughs> this week. As you said, living my bougie life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are we going to talk about today? So today we're going to talk about Bake Off, um, which is like this very popular show in the UK. Martina has never watched it, even though she has lived here for three years now. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> And so we're going to talk about Bake Off. Um, the final, it's only been recently, a couple of weeks ago. I think there was a slight controversy on the final as well, I can tell you. I, hear, I heard that bit from my oh. colleagues. Oh, well, because everyone watches it, that's what I keep telling you. And um, they've also just said, announced, that... Mm, about um, the Christmas thing. Yes, there's going to be a Christmas special on the 24th of December of Bake Off. And it's very sad because I will be in Italy, so I won't be able to watch it until at least January when I'm back. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's a phenomenon you know great great so yeah i've i've done some research after before this episode about it and i know i know what is it because we have some sort of similar in italy as well yes i've never watched the italian version and it feeds off the english version but also i don't think it was very popular no it wasn't it was a random not famous channel yeah, because like, the, thing, the, the thing that I find interesting here is that when I first came to the UK about eight years ago, everyone was already talking about it at university. They were like, oh my God, there's Bake Off Tonight, and my flatmates introduced me to mm-hmm. it at the time. But it was already something that was already running at the time, and people were aware of it, and they were all like buying baked goods to watch it. And it, the thing that I find interesting is that the US watches it too, and I think they do have a US version, but they tune in into the British version anyway, and they find it so wholesome and so lovely. <laughs> and it feels like the Great British Bake Off, which I think was the OG one, it's really become like this wholesome cult program that you know people also in other English speaking countries will watch, and it's like become so famous. Whereas in Italy, it's just like, oh yeah, you know, I guess we can bake a bit. It's a sort of cultural thing here in UK, like. Gavin and Stacey. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm teaching you so well. Um, and I think, you know, like, I, I, I do sense that there are some criticism at the moment because when I first started watching it, it was probably like season three or four and it was still on the BBC. Mary Berry, love her, was still there. And Mel <laughs> and Sue were there. And I think the level of bakes was a little bit challenging. So that like not every single baker in the world at home, like, you know, would be able to do, but um, they weren't that intense. So there were things like, do a Victoria sponge, 
but do a different type of jam and do three layers instead of two. And so, you know, it would be a bit more time consuming. You'd have to think about it a bit more. But as a viewer, you'd be like, oh, you know, I could probably apply for that one. But then it moved on to channel four. Some of the hosts changed and it became more and more kind of a televised thing. And now it's almost like the, the general feeling that I have when I talk to people, they're like, oh, they've run out of like ideas because they keep their challenges keep getting crazier and crazier. And it's things like, create your childhood pet in biscuit form <laughs> or like do a self-portrait out of cake easy yeah and like you and i we both bake a lot we wouldn't be able to do it no no no, no. <laughs> not even know where to start to be fair exactly and it's like oh do a gravity cake or do a, do a vertical cake so basically you open it up you cut it and rather than having the horizontal layers all of the layers are vertical Against they did gravity. it this year yeah and i was like how like i wouldn't even know sometimes they say the name of things and i'm like well these people have rehearsed for a week at home mm-hmm. i wouldn't even know how to rehearse because i don't even know what to look for like i don't know what this should look like and i would be the person that turns up with a big plan in their head and then i look what everyone else is doing i'm like oh my god i got the briefing completely wrong <laughs> Okay, so this is the controversy. And I have another question, because when I often see British, but also American cakes, I can see a lot of buttercream, a lot of layers, very colored, and an awful amount of icing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I feel like that, from an Italian perspective, is a bit weird. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what do you think? Yeah, I think maybe that's also why things like Bake Off haven't really worked in Italy because the type of cakes that we normally do are very traditional cakes and, you know, they're not necessarily pretty cakes. You know, they're the cakes that maybe our grandparents used to do and stuff. But then we, then we, we also eat cake for breakfast, so we're used to having yeah, very basic cake. and not... Yeah, mm. and I don't know if, if it happens with you, but like my parents, for example, will see, um, you know, some patisseries and stuff sometimes do some icing and things like that and without fail i can already predict it yes. they look at it and they're like well it looks pretty but it's not going to taste good yeah so there is this idea that the moment you see a lot of icing and a lot of like complicated looking cakes they're really like it's a style of a substance it's not going to taste good <laughs> we're wasting our time and that amount of butter would probably send us to hospital um <laughs> I remember that in our region there is a biscuit called Brutti Marbuoni. Yeah. Which is, I can translate them. Ugly but good. I yeah. was literally telling about this to one of my colleagues because he brought them back. He was in Italy <laughs> and he brought those biscuits back and he got them in Verona. And in Verona they called them Romeo and Juliet's Kisses. And I was like, that's ugly but good. <laughs> yes. That is not real. I was like, this is such a great marketing ploy because like English people are like, oh my God, this is Romeo and Juliet's Kisses. Yeah. <laughs> Straight from Verona. And I was like, that's ugly but good. <laughs> Typical. Yeah, everyone was looking at me like, what? And I was like, yeah, uh, you know, like repackaged. But yeah, and I mean, they were literally ugly but good. Like, yeah, they tasted no, no, great, indeed. but they looked I, I think uh, there is definitely more interest in the, in the simplicity and mm. in the balance among ingredients rather yeah. than betting everything on sugar <laughs> uh, in, in our country compared to, yeah, I'm saying UK, but also a lot US at the yeah. same time. But to be fair to Italy, if you go especially to the south, they also pay attention a lot to the, to the appearance. Yeah, I think that it's a different type of baking. Like, you know, maybe you'll find more pastries. You know, if you go buy a patisserie, you'll see these beautifully lined pastries and stuff that we also bring 
to people's houses on a Sunday, you know, like you bring le pasta. Yeah. Um, but in terms of cakes that we do at home, like it, it just seems absurd I'm to me. I'm a fan of paradise cake. Oh my God, paradise cake is so good. Actually, I should probably put it in the blog. Paradise cake is so nice. Yeah. It's like a very nice, fluffy sponge with just a bit of dusting ice and sugar on top. And it's just like so like airy and fluffy. It's just amazing. I think it's quite similar to Victoria's sponge apart from the jam. Apart from the jam and the clotted cream. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the texture is different. Like, it tends to be a bit slightly more dense. Okay, like it's different. It. Let's cut this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, like, you can probably see in the cakes that, like, I've put in the blog and stuff, they're much more Italian. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, one is your cake. Yeah. Let's do a bit of advertising about my cake. <laughs> yes, that's Martina's parent chocolate cake. And actually, it's quite popular. I got people, yeah, so yeah, they've made I've it. I've got mentioned in many Instagram stories that people did it. <laughs> yeah, they made it. They tagged you, which I think is lovely. Um, and one of our friends has made it for their office, and it went down a storm. So that's fantastic. And I didn't even like pears before you made me that cake. Yeah, I remember. And I really trusted the process because you came to see me, and you were like, right. Well, uh, we are going to do a pear and chocolate cake, and you seem so excited. I didn't want to burst that little bubble, and I was like, well, I could probably force myself to have a pear. Um, but then you completely converted me. Like, the, a week later, I was buying pears for yeah, myself. I remember, I remember. So, and I mean, you know, no offence to you, it doesn't look so appealing from the outside. <laughs> Not like taken. English, <laughs> like an English cake, but, you know, I'd, I'd have it every week if I could. And uh, it's a fantastic cake. Another cake that I have that is very popular is like this kind of chocolate cake that I made with like um, mascarpone and chocolate ganache and it had Nutella layers. And that's one of the most elaborate cakes mm-hmm. I would say I've made. It's nothing like a bake of cake, like it would not grant me an entry. <laughs> but it was interesting because I've had people genuinely saying to me, that's the best cake I've ever had. <laughs> And, you know, like, it's funny because for them it's quite surprising. And they were like, there isn't much sugar in it because it's my standard 180 grams of sugar and that that would be it <laughs> What's your bio standard? Um, I think if it's 200 grams, we're really pushing it. Yes. You know what I mean? I agree. So when I see an English cake that's like, so we're going to start with 350 grams of sugar, I'm like, close that book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can perceive the butter in your veins, right? 100%. And, you know, a type of cake that really works for me is the yogurt and apple cake. Mm. It's my, I would say, my signature. Yes. Yeah, no, that's one. Again, like, I feel like at home we always used to make an apple and yogurt cake. And in fact, I have one on the blog. And um, the majority of my friends have made it and tried it. They love it. And every so often I get, like, a photo from them saying, making you apple and yogurt cake. One of my friends actually made it in Japan, which oh, is yeah, absolutely weird. Oh, yeah, from Japan. <laughs> yes, and uh, she brought it to a Thanksgiving dinner with some experts. And she was like, made your cake. To be fair to you, many of your recipes have been done in Alaska as well. <laughs> That's true. Hi, Alaskan friends. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. Every time I have an Alaskan, I have a lovely Alaskan friend, and every time she makes my food, that makes me so happy. And then I found out that also her mom makes my recipe. <laughs> and uh, that made me really happy because I'm like, we, we have an Alaskan fun days. Um, um, yeah, so... Um, <clears throat> there is actually a more kind of complex cake, which I think it used to be a cake that people would see when we were growing up. I haven't really seen it since. I think maybe it's become a bit old-fashioned, but I've been planning to make it. And it's a butterfly birthday cake. Now, I don't know if you did have this, but no. when I was growing up, my nana would always make a sponge um, and shape it like a butterfly. 
And then on top, she would put, I don't know if it was whipped cream or chantilly cream, I think you can do either. And then she would use fruit to decorate the wings and make them more like a pretty pattern. And that used to be like a popular kind of birthday cake I used to see at the time, because I remember going to some people's houses and they had something quite similar. Um, and so I always connected that with my childhood, because when I was growing up, my nana without fail would make it until I was about 12. Um, and recently I found the recipe for it that she had in one of her baking books. So I've been thinking maybe with the spring coming and stuff like that, it's a nice kind of themed cake. And it's not overly sweet, it's just a basic sponge and it's actually quite easy to assemble. But I think it looks really pretty from the outside and it's perhaps one of the most elaborate homemade cakes I've seen in yes. Italy. <laughs> and I have a question for you. So which type, because we, we've talked about the type of icing or anything you put over a cake here mm. in UK and US, but what kind of icing do we have in Italy? I think we mainly use glazes. Sometimes, you know, like on some fruitcake you'll put a bit of apricot jam with a bit of water to create a glaze or you put some gelatin you mentioned chantilly cream <laughs> chantilly cream we oh, yeah so well of course like you know if you go to a wedding a wedding cake will have some sort of buttercream around mm-hmm. i think um but i think the majority of things especially when you go to patisseries and stuff you'll see cakes that have kind of a chocolate ganache on top and then you can maybe write on top. To be honest, I'm still not 100% on icing, like especially buttercream, I'm really fussy with that. But one icing I really like is on uh, um, carrot cake or on cinnamon rolls. I love a cream cheese frosting. That is a type of <laughs> icing slash frosting that I do really like, because I like the fudges and it's the good. salty. It's good, um, But if it's too overwhelming, it's too sweet or not. To be fair at home, I'm still... Doing the icing sugar sparked with a sieve. Oh, yeah, same. That's a must. Like, you know, what are you even doing if you're not using that? So, you know, are you Italian? I don't know. Great, great. So, we've come to the last section of the podcast, which is called extra helping so Valeria which is the extra helping of today so today's extra helping was actually inspired by my lovely Alaskan friend because we were having a conversation about Biscoff spread um, which she recently found out and she became addicted like everyone should and uh, um, I told her that if she wanted to do stuffed cookies with um, it goes with Biscoff but it can go with Nutella any spread that you like um, the way to do it um, without making too much of a mess is to take a teaspoon and get like individual spoonfuls of the spread and put it maybe on a baking tray and then put the baking tray in the freezer and it needs to be there for half an hour to an hour until they've just firmed up so then when you get your cookie dough in the um, spread is kind of a firmer ball and so it's not going to mess the rest of the cookie dough it's going to stay quite intact then when you bake it that little ball is going to melt so when you open the cookies in half all of the stuffing will come out like lava. oh my god i know and she did it it worked and it's my best tip for the day my best baking tip and that really feels like a bake-off kind of knowledge that i'm sharing <laughs> that's great there. they should try you know i want to try like let's do this now <laughs> yeah let's go Ok, 
Okay guys, I'm afraid we are at the end of this episode, so uh, thanks so much for listening and from us at my table. See you next time!